Don't you just love it when you can confidently say that someone has your back? Hi, Dave Lee here, and that's the feeling I have with UCARE. Anytime I call them up with a Medicare question, I know without a doubt that a real person will answer, and they will work through my issues no matter how long it takes, and they won't hang up until I completely understand what's going on. Their people and customer service are second to none, and it's why UCARE has people-powered health plans. Don't hesitate to reach out to UCARE for help. Learn more at UCARE.org slash Medicare. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE. Today on my first concert, any of your any any of your fellow players ask you to write about them? <laughs> I've got <gotten laughs> a couple of people asked me to make them songs. Actually, Miguel Cabrera even asked me to make him a song. I think that's the one I I, I still may have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be about him or just a song that he likes? <laughs> yeah, they they definitely wanted about them. You know, they all a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys ask me for walkups. You know, I, I think they think it's a lot easier than it is to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. G. Senko is a rap artist, a hip-hop artist, who spends April through October in the Twin Cities. Spends the rest of the year in Orlando, Florida. In just a second, you're going to meet him, a hip-hop artist who has made his music uh, well-established already at a young age. And has even had his music played as a walk-up song in the major leagues. Welcome back, everyone. Dave Lee, along with producer Davide, and with our podcast, My First Concert. That's how the show begins and just unwinds from there. It's all brought to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios, and we'll tell you more about them in a few minutes. Also, your friends at PropaneMN.com will have some timely and relevant news about our environment. Also brought to you by our bank here at Talk North, StarBank.net, and a great often-used business right here in Minnesota. You care. Well, G. Senko is with us. I'll tell you a little bit more about who that is in a minute. But let's start as we always do on this show. What was the first concert you ever attended that you weren't performing? Oh, Usher. Usher concert. Man, I was about eight years old. And my mom took me. She, My brother and my cousin wanted to go. So she really took them. And we were in the first row. And that was my very first concert I've ever been to. How much do you remember about that? Um, I don't remember too much of it. I just remember everyone going crazy. Um, <laughs> Usher definitely put on a great performance. I remember him, you know, everything was so well choreographed and, and you know, he was just on point with everything that he did in the performance. And I just remember, you know, like, man, it looks like a, a lot to remember, you know, and, and just thinking to myself as a kid, like, wow, I, I bet it's, it's pretty tough to, you know, perform in front of, you know, 60, 50 to 60,000. But what you have done in a different venue, I might <laughs> add, but, but the, uh, I guess you, one thing you realized, and maybe that's why your music sounds as good as it does is because there's more to getting up there and doing the, the uh, music. You have to have the kind of that entertainment thing, don't you? Oh, definitely. Yes, sir. Definitely. Um, you know, I feel like for me, uh, the most, well, the artists I like or put a lot of time into, I would say, you know, are kind of complete artists, guys who can, or, you know, women who can actually make music, but also perform, you know, and, and you know, give you a show. I, I definitely like a show. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really into, you know, the music, but what comes with the music as well. Yeah, uh, we're talking with G. Senko, and let's uh, let folks know that if you're a baseball fan, 
I should let you know he's also known as Nick Gordon of the Minnesota Twins, who we've all seen and cheered for on the baseball field and a pretty good legacy in that family. But music is, gosh, it's your passion. So before I get into that, Nick, let me ask you about other, were there other concerts you went to that stood out for you before you started performing outside of obviously Usher? That first one, you just don't forget. Yeah, you definitely don't forget that one. Um, I've been to a bunch of Chris Brown concerts. So I, I would say I started out early going to a lot of, you know, concerts with artists who who definitely put on shows. So the expectation for me was a little bit higher. And uh, I've been, man, I've, since then, I've been to so many. I've seen, you know, Drake and Wayne. I've seen Rihanna. I've seen Beyonce. I've seen Travis Scott. Uh, man, I've, I've pretty much seen everyone. Well, everyone that I've, you know, tried to make a point to go see. I, I've seen Drake. I think I said Drake already. I've seen, man, who else did? Oh, Post Malone. I've just, I've seen so many people and, you know, I'm really more so watching for, you know, how they control the crowd, you know, things like that, listening to the music and how it sounds, you know, through these loudspeakers and things like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm more of being a student to the, to music whenever I'm at concerts rather than, you know, just kind of enjoying it. Yeah, well, I think of Post Malone. I think of a really total package or an entertainer. But is there anybody among those names you mentioned that you think that that you would regard kind of as a mentor? That that there's a certain artist, or are you just kind of blending them all? all? Um, honestly, I like to take a lot from all different artists. Uh, kind of, you know, with baseball as well. My dad always kind of told me, you know, you take from the greats in the game and you you apply it to your game. And you know, I kind of feel the same with music. So. You know, a lot of different artists that I like and and people that I listen to, I'll kind of, you know, try to figure out why do I like these people or why do I like their music or why do I like what they do and, you know, kind of try to take that and, you know, if I can add it to something that, you know, works in my music, then I would. If I can't, then, you know, just kind of admire. Nick Gordon, you mentioned your dad. So when we come back, I want to ask you about your dad and brother and their reaction to when they first heard your music and at what point you let your dad know that you had, you know, that you were recording some hip hop. I want to get that answer here in a minute. I want to thank our friends that make this show possible over propane.com. Let me mention uh, what's going on there because it's just so valuable at this time to lower our carbon footprint. We all know that providing reliable and affordable energy is just key. So we need a diverse energy mix and that's going to provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during our four distinct seasons here in Minnesota for sure. But we got a clean energy solution for tomorrow. It is available today. It's ready to work alongside other energy sources, and it's called propane. It produces 43% fewer emissions than electricity generated from the U.S. grid. That's something to think about, and you may not have known that. I don't think a lot of people do, but that's pretty impressive. And propane is energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances being made today for renewable propane that's compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. So Minnesota, we need to use all of our low-carbon alternatives. I think we know that, but that does include propane, which you may not have known. And that safely provides energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability for us right now. That's why we say propane is the right energy right now. But I'd find out more about it. It's fascinating stuff at propane.com. All right, Nick, uh, let me ask you about your dad, uh, Tom, when he first heard. When did you tell him about your recording and your music, and when did you want him to hear it? And what was his musical preference before you played it for him? <laughs> Honestly, my dad was one of the first ones to hear my music. Um, 
I started in middle school and, you know, I, I didn't really have any money to be able to get any, you know, equipment or go to the studio or things like that. So one of my best friends was a, a producer and, you know, he pretty much knew how to do everything. And I had a Mac. So we kind of asked my dad for a microphone, you know, so that kind of <laughs> that really started it. We really had to, you know, kind of go to him and, and, and get the things we needed <laughs> so we could start making <laughs> start making music. So he definitely was probably I think he was the second person to hear my music because my mom was the first. And the only reason I say that is because she was in the kitchen first and then he walked in. So it kind of <laughs> happened like that. And, you know, he his his preference of music, I would say he's he's educated in music. You know, he likes a little bit of everything. I, I don't think he has a, you know, a certain genre that he has to go to more than others. If I did say, I would probably say rock and roll. He's he's really big on rock and roll. But um, yeah, I would I would say my dad, he he was probably the second person. He was the second person to know. You know, uh, and and he played in the era, and I remember it well because I know that era. We all know that era that had followed baseball for a while. There was really no walk-up music. And you know what's interesting, Nick? Now we have it. I was out at uh, the Viking camp one day talking to some of the players, and one of the questions I popped at those guys after we had chatted about football was, if you had walk-up music in football, what would it be? And every single guy I asked had to pause and think, and think, you know, it wasn't really just a quick answer. Like, get this reporter out of here. They loved it. So music affects us all. So you've had yours played, obviously, as walk-up music. But tell me about the first time that happened. Man, um, wow. So the first time it actually really happened um, in the big leagues, my brother did it. I wasn't there to see it. And he was playing in Miami. And I was like, man, I... Honestly, I, I didn't know that he was going to do it. And when it happened, it was crazy. And I was just like, wow, that was awesome. And my first time actually hearing it, I was playing in Seattle and I didn't know. And Shed Long and J.P. Crawford both uh, had one of my songs. They had different songs, but they both had a song of mine playing when they walked <laughs> up. And I remember being in the field and I was just like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and you've used Seattle jerseys in your videos. Uh, yeah, I have. For my brother, because my brother, when he played with Seattle, I actually had one of his yeah, jerseys on in my video. And then Miguel Sano used one, didn't he? In fact, he, he one did. that I know called Goat, uh, and I think Miguel used that. Yes, sir, he did. He he used that one last year, and man, he loved it. A lot of a lot of my teammates, you know, they definitely embraced it. They love the music, so you know that was awesome. Miggy, he was a great guy, and I yeah. couldn't, I, I couldn't believe he did that. That was awesome. Okay, so did you know it was coming, and what was your reaction when it happened? Um, I didn't really know it was coming. I knew he liked the song a lot because he just kept saying it all the time. <laughs> and then <laughs> when it happened, I was like, oh man, no, he really, he really likes it. <laughs> he really likes it. And yeah, it was awesome. I mean, all my teammates were smiling at it. Everybody was, you know, pretty happy about it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Will you ever use it for your own walk-up music? Uh, I've gotten asked that a lot, you know, and I wouldn't say never. I don't think I have yet just because... You know, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's definitely a different feel when you're hearing yourself and you're walking to the plate, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I don't know. You know, I just I never really been sold on it yet to do it. But I, I definitely get asked that question a lot. And I'm I'm pretty sure I definitely will before it's all said and done. How often will you change yours for the season now? You uh, what is it currently and will you change it this year? 
Um, it's usually smoked by Don Tolliver. I actually did change it this year for the first time in two years. Um, I changed it to Kendrick Lamar Money Trees. So, have, uh, have you had a chance to meet any of these uh, artists? Now you've sat in the first row as an eight-year-old with Usher, so you were close, <laughs> but not, not an opportunity to meet them. But have you met a Kendrick Lamar? Have you had a chance to meet a Post Malone? Any of those types? I have not met Kendrick or Post. I've met quite a few artists. Um, I've been in quite a few studios where you know I've met guys like Future and things like that, but I haven't really gotten to meet you know like a Drake or a Lil Wayne. I mean, Future's pretty big as well. So, and that was kind of, you know, on a, we were really moving kind of fast. So things were, you know, kind of high and by. And I've met Tyler, the creator, right before he, you know, really, really became a mega star. I met him at his store in LA. And that was, you know, the same thing. He was kind of walking out to get ready to go skateboard. And I was like, oh man, that's Tyler. I was like, what's up? You know, and kind of said what's up to him. But I haven't really gotten a chance to actually you know, sit and meet or like sit and talk with, you know, any of these artists. And I know I definitely would love to. I, I definitely believe it would happen. I've had opportunities to be in certain places, but, you know, timing, timing is everything. So, yeah, yeah. You've got enough uh, on your plate right now, I'm sure, <laughs> in Major <laughs> yes, League Baseball, but it's great to have two passions like that. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you um, some of the venues you've played in and performed yes, in the offseason. Not for baseball, but obviously for music folks. He is Nick Gordon of the Minnesota Twins. His music's great. I don't know. Uh, you can listen on, like you can on this podcast. You can go to Spotify. Uh, I I listen to him on Apple Music. And Davide, my producer, who is a music producer by trade and a musician, I might add. But as I had you listening to uh, uh, Nick's music today, yeah. and right away before you even knew who it was, you said, boy, that is really well done. Yeah, it, it, it. yeah, no kidding. Oh, high praise for you, Nick, without even knowing it. How about that? Thank you. Uh, but uh, we'll ask you about I want to ask you about the venues because I know there have been some interesting ones. Yes, sir. Connecticut Water Systems are designed to tackle the toughest well water out there. And Minnesota can have some pretty nasty well water. Eliminate orange rust stain. Get rid of any white-scale building. And bad odor or smell from your water and get that great tasting drinking water right from your sink. You'll see, feel, and taste the difference that the non-electric, yeah, non-electric Connecticut water treatment system and drinking water system make in your home or cabin. My friends at Aquarius Home Services, Connecticut offer a free water analysis. So why wouldn't you do that? Have them come out. They'll test the water for free. I did that many years ago. It's the smartest thing I've done. Aquarius believes in earning the right to be recommended. They're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. So nice and easy to get a hold of. Their work is just terrific. They're good people. I've known them for well over a couple of decades now. AquariusHomeServices.com. Take care of that water. Nick Gordon's with us. He is a musician, and uh, he is also a baseball player, as you know. G. Cinco is what you can uh, Google him at, or you can also look that up, as I mentioned, on uh, Apple and on Spotify. All right, Nick, let me ask you about some of the venues you performed in. I, I don't know what kind of venue you'd prefer to be in, <laughs> but, I, but I do believe you've been at the House of Blues, have you not? I have, yes, sir. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I definitely... I performed at the House of Blues when I was about, that was, man, I was about 16 or 17 then. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was a while ago. Um, I've been 
Wow, I've been at a couple venues. Man, when I was younger, I I did more House of Blues, couple like not really club appearances, but they were at the club, and there were more of shows there. So I've done a couple of those. Um, I've done a couple Sweet Sixteens, <laughs> some birthday parties, things like that. Uh, wedding, I actually got to do a wedding for J.K., one of my old teammates. So yeah, I've I've, I've had you know quite a quite a bit of performances and i actually don't ever really try to you know book them they kind of just always come yeah and i'm sure your schedule you can't probably accommodate them all do the what was the first one you performed did it make you nervous oh the first one i performed oh i actually was at a high school a high school in new york city we went on a like a, a tour of schools, basically like it was for education and we would do a show after. And yeah, we we're at a high school in New York. And I definitely will say I was kind of nervous just because I know how it is being in high school, you know, and you get people coming for an assembly or, you know, to talk or things like that. It's not always the, you know, the, the thing you want to be doing. So <laughs> I kind of went into it knowing that, you know, it, <laughs> I'm about to see a bunch of high school kids who definitely are probably wanting to hear me. <laughs> it was fun though it was it was definitely fun they were man they were very interactive and it was awesome they actually didn't want to leave they didn't want me to go they wanted me to keep performing but i couldn't so that was awesome that that honestly made me want to perform more do you think this off season you'll be able to do a little more performing or, or is your time really still restricted i mean you're a full-time baseball player and, and uh, you're back in orlando but you're obviously staying in shape and doing the things you need to do will you have time to do a few this year um, I mean, there's always time. I never, you know, really try to make it my priority. Like I said, it kind of always just, you know, it'll come or it, it lines itself up. Um, as long as, you know, I, I'm where I need to be and I don't have to, you know, reschedule anything or, you know, kind of try to miss anything to be there, then yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind. Nick, let's go back to the uh, music producers because you talked about one of your best friends doing that very thing. So you knew each other prior to you doing the music and, and are you still working together? Uh, yes, uh, that's really one of my best friends. I mean, before even yeah, knowing he did music, we we're pretty much best friends since about fifth, sixth grade. And he's actually, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a producer now. His name is July, the producer. He produced the song um, Billie Eilish by Armani White. He's got quite a few songs actually that he's produced that are actually pretty popular today. And, you know, he's, man, yeah, we, we kind of grew up really just being best friends. And then, you know, he was always making music. I never tried music. And then one day I was just like, really, I want to, I want to try it. You know, let me, let me see what I can do. And that was the day, you know, we talked to my dad and we just started kind of making music from there. And honestly, it's, it's more of, we honestly make a lot of music, but we don't make as much as, we probably would if we were any, you know, anyone else. He's, he does his, you know, he's signed and things like that. So he does his own, you know, work. And I definitely play baseball. So, you know, it's a little bit more complicated now. But whenever we are together, if we do want to make music, man, it's magic all the time. Lyrics, freestyle or is it written down? A little bit of both. Honestly, I can punch in. Um, I don't really freestyle. I wouldn't say I just you know, get on the beat and just go. I more say punch into like things that I want to say or I'll think about it or I'll write it. And yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. 
Any of your any any of your fellow players ask you to write about them? <laughs> I've got <laughs> a couple of people asked me to make them songs. Actually, Miguel Cabrera even asked me to make him a song. I think that's the one I I, I still may have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be about him or just a song that he likes? <laughs> yeah, they they definitely wanted about them. You know, they all a lot of. <laughs> A lot of guys ask me for walk-ups. You know, I, I think they think it's a lot easier than it is, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. And, you know, Cabrera's got – he seems to have always had this great sense of humor. And when you're on first base, he's always teasing guys. But there you got one of baseball's all-time greats asking you for it. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's when I might have to get done. So when you're when you're working on lyrics – is that pretty much an anytime thing? All of a sudden, you get a spark and think about it during the season, obviously, or is it? Do you do you focus on it at a different time? Honestly, I've done all recording and you know writing and things like that. I I will write a little bit in my downtime during the season, maybe on the plane or maybe you know before bed or things like that. But a lot of my recording I only do in the off season, so I've yet to really record during the season. And you know, I don't really think too much about lyrics during the season. Like something will happen if it really sticks out to me, like, oh, okay, I'll write it down on my phone or something. But for the most part, I don't really write too much or, you know, really record. I definitely don't record until I get home. Like when I'm home in the off season, then I just, you know, that's all that like mo- majority of my downtime goes to it. So whenever I'm done working out and, you know, if I'm just home, I have a studio at home. So I'll just kind of, you know, get in there and, and get some things done. I like to feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> let's suppose, and of course, Target Center, or Target Field, rather, has become a pretty good concert venue. I remember the very first one going to that one, and I didn't know how it would work out there, and it's worked tremendous. It'll do a bunch again this year. Has Do you think there's an opportunity someday that they'll say, hey, Nick, it sure would be great if you opened up the show. We know you We know you just got <laughs> done with a game or something. <laughs> has that been brought up? Um, it hasn't been brought up yet. I'm pretty sure somebody's probably thinking it <laughs> um i'm pretty sure they're thinking it but yeah man i mean who knows you know yeah one day down the road who knows it, it definitely could happen i would i mean listen if they if the people of minnesota would like for me to get on the stage i would love to get on the stage yeah i would say that's a no-brainer i think people <laughs> would would love that but here when we come back in our final segment i do want to ask you to think about this for a second if you were to have that show and if you were to book three acts on that show outside of yourself and you're in charge, Nick, who would those performers be? So think about who you'd pick for your three acts here in just a second. And it could be a Target Field concert or wherever. Uh, as we talk with Nick Gordon, G. Cinco, if you look it up on Spotify or, or Apple Music, make sure you check that out as well. Hear his music. And if you're hoping to expand your business, maybe you've got a business. And you know what? I hear Nick talking about his business and Davide talking about his engineering business. Maybe I want to get my business going. Look no further than starbank.net. Now, maybe it might be something as simple as just home repairs at home this spring. They're there for you. They've done this for many years. They're a Minnesota bank. They've been around a long time out in rural Minnesota here in the Twin Cities. And there's no red tape once you apply for that loan. The service is second to none. Uh, Give them your documents, whether it's a home equity line of credit, home mortgage, business loan, ag operating, equipment loan. Uh, Might be getting a camper this year. Whatever it is, they handle everything. But get your loan needs met at Star Bank. And I'll tell you something, we back it up because Star Bank is our bank here at TalkNorth.com. Family owned, too, and Minnesota-based. 
And when you call on the phone, there's no hold times, there's no pressing numbers, there's actually a real person that says, how are you, how can I help you? Just call your local Star Bank today and watch the magic there of the old phone call being answered. They're stopping at your convenience. Loans are subject to loan application approval, starbank.net, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. All right, Nick, this is always a tough question, but if you were to book a concert, particularly as a musician, who would your three acts be? Oh, I have to have Drake. Got to have Drake there. I I definitely would have to have Travis Scott there as well. And then I'm actually going to switch it up. I I would like Rihanna to be there. Wow. Yes, sir. I, I think I would do those three. I think yeah, yeah. I think that'd sell out relatively quick too. <laughs> yes. Do you sir. do you ever see yourself? I mean, if you could cooperating with somebody, would you have you paired up with any other uh, musician or singer or hip hop um, artist? I have uh, nothing really too crazy. I've had a song with Trippy Red. Uh, I've had a song with Lil Keed. Um, I've had honestly. I would love to, you know, actually make music with people i've never really gotten that chance like i've you know done music where i've had a song done and someone wants to be on it but i've never really like been through the process of making music with another artist or another you know just producer i've had a couple producers but you know just that that actual making music from scratch i think that would be you know something that i would love to do definitely with an artist you know of of higher ranking how about uh, videos? Who's who? Who comes up with your ideas for videos? Honestly, myself. Um, me, you know, my friends Julio and and one of my other friends Gio. He's also who started with us. We all kind of had a group when we were younger. But besides us three, um, you know, it's kind of all there. We we do a lot of talking just about like visuals and what we see, and even you know, seeing other artists' videos and just taking notes and things like that. And you know, we try to whatever company we work with who shoots, we try to, you know, implement our vision as, as well as we can to them. That's why it kind of takes, you know, a little while for me to do videos or I might not have as many because I actually, you know, I take visuals. I wouldn't say really serious. I just like visuals. So I, I don't, you know, necessarily want things to look I would rather them look a certain way than me to just put out anything, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sure does. What about uh, Brother D? Does he want us, uh, would he like to uh, perform with you or <laughs> sing with you, or would you even let him? <laughs> no, he's more in the background. He's more in the background. I, I, I definitely wouldn't let him. I'm not sure how, how, how good he is on the, on the mic, but yeah, he's more in the background. <laughs> and then when you get done performing the song, how critical are you of your own work once you guys listen to it? Oh, man. Very. It takes a while for me to even drop music just in the sense I, I, you know, I would rather it sound the best, you know, and it's kind of like baseball. It's, it's definitely like baseball. You know, if your swing isn't feeling right that day, you know, or, or, you know, you're not feeling good with your backhand this day, you know, you, you definitely want to work on it until, you know, seven o'clock comes quick, but you want to, you want to work on it as much as you can you know, until you feel right, you know, and if you don't feel right, you don't feel comfortable with just, you know, showing anything or having, you know, anything. And of course you have to grind. Baseball is a grind. You, you're you not going to feel great every day, you know, but that's the beauty with music is you have all the time to get it right. 
Yeah, maybe it's a, yeah, that's a good way to go. Maybe Major League Baseball into music because you, you know the routine of hard work. Have you ever re-recorded songs or vocals? I have, I have, I definitely have. Um, I would say I've re-recorded a couple songs. I don't necessarily like doing that too much, just because it's kind of, you know, that original flow, that original feel that you get when you you make a song. Um, it's kind of hard to put yourself back into that what you were feeling. So. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's not really the best for me. What have I left out here, Nick? Anything else uh, that we should know about the, the, your music career? Oh, man. Um, man, honestly, that it's really, uh, it's, it's really unpredictable. You know, you, you may get a song here. You might get 10. Um, <laughs> it just kind of depends. You know, uh, I really live one day at a time. I don't necessarily... You know, uh, put myself in situations where I feel like I'm obligated to do this or I'm obligated to do that. So I, I mostly have fun with this. And I, I definitely feel like that's how I get the best out of myself and the best out of my music is just by, you know, not putting that extra pressure of, man, I got to do this. I have to get this done. People have to like this. You know, it's more about me doing it for, you know, what I love and, and music. I just, I love listening to music. I love creating music. And, and that's kind of how it started, and that's definitely how I would like to finish it. We started by talking about your first con- concert as an eight-year-old seeing Usher up in the front row. Pretty cool stuff. Among the concerts, among the best you've ever seen. Well, we talked about those that you've seen. Would the the three names you mentioned of showing up? Or the, would those be uh, the best you've seen? I would have to go. I would have to put Chris Brown in there as well somewhere, but Travis Scott is definitely, he was definitely number one. Um, just like I said, I'm always watching, you know, crowd control and just, you know, how things move, how they transition from songs, you know, just how they move on the stage, all kind of things to that sort. And I would really say he definitely knows how to keep the crowd engaged in what's going on. And, you know, Drake, Drake and Rihanna, Rihanna really showed me as well. You know, she, just made me grow so much more respect for women artists just in the sense of man i tell you it's hard to remember and to just know and to just you know rock the stage it, it really isn't easy and you know i seen her in tampa and it's crazy because travis scott was actually opening up for her and he wasn't i didn't really see him that much then because i was a little late but rihanna man she she put on a show and she actually showed me like okay yeah no i man this is you know, this is awesome. Like, she's awesome. She's an awesome talent. Yeah, she. I think she uh, took hold of that Super Bowl performance, no doubt about that, and just kind of owned it. Well, Nick, it's awesome talking to you, talking music. You can always chat baseball with you. Congrats on everything you've accomplished so far. And, and uh, boy, the sky's the limit, though. It's pretty exciting. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming on. He is Nick Gordon of the Minnesota Twins, as I mentioned. You can find his music on uh, Spotify and Apple, much like this podcast. You can find my first concert at Apple or Spotify. You can go to talknorth.com. We've got a lot of great podcasts there. Davide is our producer from Basel, Switzerland, and uh, he is a, a very good music producer as well. So that's why this conversation with Nick was extra special for all of us again today. And I want to thank our sponsors for AquariusHomeServices.com for you care. And also for our friends at PropaneMN.com and StarBank.net. Dave Lee here. We'll see you next week on My First Concert.